0: You can find it on the Prop G Pod feed or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back in to the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. I am Steven Serta, joined as always by my guy, Rocky Maganya. Rocky week one is in the books for the kansas city chiefs and just as we predicted here at arrowhead pride the arizona cardinals were absolutely nothing to worry about i've been talking about it all week and you know there was a little fear of kyler murray and you know kyler is a good quarterback and he's really good at escaping pressure and making plays on the run but i was like listen this arizona cardinals team Did not get better in any way this offseason. They got dramatically worse in a lot of ways. They didn't have Rondale Moore, who I think is an exciting second-year wide receiver. They don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Zach Ertz was hobbled by injuries all week. They didn't have J.J. Watt. They didn't have Trayvon Mullen in their secondary. A secondary that's already not particularly good. And I was like, also, Patrick Mahomes absolutely crushes in week one. Like, we know that we do not have to worry about Patrick Mahomes going nuts in week one. And it went. Exactly. According to script, they were absolutely dominant today. Rocky week one, Arizona Cardinals chiefs absolutely toasted them. Patrick Mahomes goes nuts. Final score 44 to 21. Patrick Mahomes throws five touchdowns and really didn't need to even play much of the fourth quarter because they were so dominant in this one. Just Your biggest takeaways, Rocky, what were you impressed by? Was there anything that you came out of this thing being like, I'm not sure if I'm confident about this ahead of week two on Thursday night against the Los Angeles Chargers?
2: Freaking A, Steven Serna and (laughs) Chiefs Kingdom. Freaking A. What I came out of this thinking, yes, Tyreek Hill is a great weapon. Tyreek Hill had a great day today, but this offense is addition by subtraction. There's a thing called codependency in life. And I feel like there was a little bit of that, a little bit of that happening last season. Mahomes was like a new man who was out on the town, just like, just like, you know, <laughs> sleep, just like, you know, picking up, you know, people wherever he wanted, left and right. He was a free man to do what he wanted, throw where he wanted, play how he wanted. It was an amazing game. And yes, Kyler Murray is an exceptional football player. He is an offensive weapon. He is somebody that you have to, you know, account for on a regular basis. But at the same time, let's not act like the mobile quarterback is a new thing, right? That like, that's that, that there aren't, that this isn't the days of Randall Cunningham, right out there where he's the only guy who's ever done this before, where Michael Vick, where nobody's ever seen somebody with that kind of, you know, mobility. It's, it's he. It's it's becoming the norm in in the NFL that if you're not a mobile quarterback, then you're not going to be successful, right? And so, I think defenses are starting to catch up to the idea of of containment and not over pursuing. And you saw a lot of corralling of Kyler Murray today. And when that happened, he had not. He had he didn't have anything to do but to throw it off his back foot and try to do a Patrick Mahomes-esque type of play. And all due respect to Kyler Murray as a player. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Nobody is Patrick Mahomes. And I think that Patrick Mahomes showed that today, that there was a lot of shade thrown at Patrick Mahomes in the offseason. And he answered today and proved resoundingly that he is one of one. He is QB one in the NFL. There is not another Patrick Mahomes. And he wanted you to see that today.
1: It's we spent all offseason and we've talked about it a ton here at Arrowhead Pride with. You know, Tyreek Hill kind of just throwing jabs all offseason and, and hyping up to a tongue of Iloa and you know, the Dolphins looked fine today but they did not look like this Kansas City Chiefs team and I understand I, I think that we've talked it how about how tough this schedule is and it's an insane schedule that starts off with this tough matchup against the Arizona Cardinals but this Cardinals team isn't the same team that was the last undefeated team in the NFL last year. Like I was confident that the chiefs were going to dominate this football game and they dominated every aspect of the game. But I, I want to get into the defense and how impressive they were. Cause that there was a lot of things to love uh, about their performance, but we have to start with the offense and how fantastic Patrick Mahomes was with, you know, 30 for 39, 360 yards and five touchdowns. And he pretty much didn't have to play the whole second half of the fourth quarter. It's, they kick things off with this touchdown to Travis Kelsey that we actually have for you guys right now. Oh, he locks it to the end zone
0: and it is caught by Kelsey for the touchdown.
1: So, Kelsey was dominant, of course, and he was the clear number one target for Patrick Mahomes. Eight catches for 121 yards and one touchdown, and he kicked off the scoring. But those doubters that we talked about all offseason, Rocky, and you know, even after Thursday night football where the Buffalo Bills looked fantastic and Josh Allen was incredible and they dominated the Super Bowl champion Rams, which I also predicted, by the way, uh, a couple of weeks ago on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, I said – that Rams offensive line is a problem and Matthew Stafford's elbow is a problem and Buffalo is just too deep and they're going to be a problem for the Rams. And they absolutely were, but the conversation after that game was Josh Allen's best quarterback in football. And he's just a a tier above everybody else right now. And Patrick Mahomes has spent this offseason just quietly saying, okay, okay. I I remember, I I remember everything that you guys are saying and I'm keeping the receipts. And he opened week one with an absolutely dominant performance. And we've talked about this offense. I think that this offense has a chance to be as good as that like 2018 record setting offense. And maybe not quite that tier because we were talking about, you know, a a hall of fame caliber talent list that was loaded on the offensive side of the ball. But this is the most complete chiefs roster. I think that we have seen in the Patrick Mahomes era. And I don't think it's that close and we got a glimpse of that today. Andy Reid was absolutely dealing to start the game. And we saw a little bit of everything. We finally saw the running backs in the pass catching game, that element of this offense that we've talked about that's been missing for several years. And if they can do that, and you know, you're not just worrying about Patrick Mahomes breaking the pocket now. He's actually going to check down because Andy Reid's got some things schemed up to get his explosive running backs into the open field and make plays that way. And then you got to worry about all the guys downfield and Patrick Mahomes breaking the pocket. This offense is going to be insane this year. And I feel confident even in a matchup where I knew they were going to dominate the Arizona Cardinals. This is what we can expect from this offense this season. That it wasn't a perfect game, but it was as close to perfect as it possibly could be to start things out in Week One of the year.
2: One hundred percent. And the interesting thing about today's game was is that Andy Reid, at his core, is a West Coast offensive coach, right? You know, he loves to stretch the field. And since he's had Patrick Mahomes, they've they've been known more for almost like a spread offense or kind of like a a run and shoot type of you know, offense that stretches the field. But at his core, Andy Reid is a West Coast offensive coach. And today was Bill Walsh textbook, West Coast offense. You take what they give you. You, you, you use crossing routes, short crossing routes going across the middle. You use high-low concepts to create mismatch, mismatches in the zone. I mean, this was just a clinic by Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes today as far as you know, how to run an offense, how to develop a game plan. Um, They've said for quite a while in the NFL that the first three weeks of a season, you watch what Andy Reid does – and then you and then you, you take from that and you and you incorporate it into your own offensive schemes. I mean, you know how how those uh, you know jet bubble screen passes or whatever you know that that Andy Reid and the Chiefs have kind of become synonymous for, or those inside shuffle passes to the tight end. Like no team was doing those before the Chiefs started doing them, and now you see those incorporated on a weekly basis in the NFL. Um, I think this is Andy Reid once again saying, you know what, we're going to reinvent this offense, and it's going to be dynamic once again. It's going to take you all season to try to catch up to us, and by the time you even have an idea of what we're doing, we're going to be in the playoffs and have something else up my sleeve, you know. And so I, I, I don't see. I think that this Chiefs offense might be one of the best that we've had under Mahomes,
1: and I don't even think that Andy Reid had to. Reach very deep into his bag today. Like he was fantastic with his play calling, uh, especially early in the game. Where, you know, we we talked about Mahomes' preseason run, where he, all he was doing was scoring touchdowns and ending every drive, and he opened it the exact same way. And I don't think that Andy Reid really had to reach that deep because they knew, like, okay, we can take these guys, we can scheme things up. And I think the most impressive part of the first half. Was the way they utilized Clyde Edwards Alaire. We've talked about him a ton this offseason, and I do think that this is a make or break year for Clyde. Like I, I talked on show and BK this week, I don't think that the Chiefs are going to pick up Clyde Edwards Alaire's fifth year option. Like I just don't think it's going to happen because he's a running back and he hasn't been like a-, a star playing running back either so far for the Kansas City Chiefs, but he's got three catches for 32 receiving yards, two touchdowns, of course. Seven carries, 42 yards, and it was a really good outing by Clyde. And, of co- of course, highlighted by those two touchdowns and his utilization in the passing game and that shuffle pass that you already mentioned. We've actually got both the Clyde Edwards-Alaire touchdowns, so let's check those out right now.
0: Just in front of him, here's a little shuffle pass for the touchdown. It's Clyde Edwards-Alaire, another brilliant design play by Reed, enemy and company. Open, wide open for touchdown, his second of the game. Edwards Eller,
1: hey, Rocky. We've seen how dangerous this offense is when they can utilize a running back out of the backfield as a pass catcher. We, I think, probably saw the peak of it with Kansas City and Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes during the Kareem Hunt days, and then we saw the way that they utilized Damian Williams the Super Bowl season and it was part of the reason why they looked like they were an unstoppable offense. And it's something they have been seriously missing. And we saw it with Jarek McKinnon today. We saw it with Clyde today. We saw it with Isaiah Pacheco. And this is going to be, I think kind of more of a, a three headed backfield where, if they could find ways to get these guys involved on top of the depth of their pass catchers, man, you, you just have to feel really good about where the Chiefs offense is, especially headed into a brutally tough matchup in week two against the Los Angeles Chargers.
2: I mean, the moment that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire became a Kansas City Chief, the big thing was, oh, my gosh, look at this guy's hands out of the backfield. He's going to unlock this offense. He's going to be, you know, he's going to be such a stud. And that's been one of the biggest frustrations for Chiefs fans up until this point is seemingly Andy Reid's insistency on not using Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in the passing attack. And then today he comes out and he says, you know what? We're going to use Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as a focal point in the passing attack as well as about, you know, 10 other receivers. But we're going to focus on on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and we're going to scheme up some plays specifically for him. And you saw it and you said, man – Looks like this is a guy who they probably should have been passing to all along. And now that they are, it was it was amazing to watch. I mean, this is probably one of the funnest Chiefs offensive performances that I've seen, and probably one of the most well-rounded offensive Chiefs performances that we've seen in a really long time. I mean, they were hitting in the run game, they're hitting on the deep and intermediate passes, they were hitting on the short on the short pass game. Um, They were, they were, they were running trips, tight ends to the right. You know, they were, they were, they were passing to to all three running backs. I mean, this was just like, this was a clinic. There's no other way to put it that this was a very, very,
1: very impressive way to start the season right out of the gates. So if there's anything to be worried about leaving today's game, it is that the Kansas City Chiefs did wind up getting pretty banged up in this one. And you know, it started with Patrick Mahomes early in the football game. He, he takes a big hit, goes down hard on his non-throwing hand and wound up getting it taped up pretty immediately. And they said it was like a wrist injury, but obviously he continues to play through it and is fine. But it's something to monitor as they had the quick turnaround against the Chargers on Thursday night. And then uh, the other big one was going was Trey Smith, who, who left the game early uh with an ankle injury we'll we'll see how that goes we'll hear from the chiefs uh here in a little bit when they uh take the podium for the post game show and we'll also hear from andy reed on monday after they get back to kansas city and we'll get get a few more updates from there but It's I'm a little bit worried uh, about the injuries and the Trey Smith one is concerning. Also rookie cornerback, Trent McDuffie uh, had to leave the football field. He did not return dealing with a hamstring injury. That's not something you want to see from a rookie cornerback that we know is going to be a huge part of this defense and did start the game for them. So, That's not great. And then Harrison Butker immediately after the Chiefs first touchdown of the game to Travis Kelsey on the ensuing kickoff, Harrison Butker kind of stumbles in the turf and has an ankle injury, leaves for a little bit, which was actually a fun way to start the game because we got to see Justin Reed take the field and uh, kick a field goal again. So it it turns out uh, about nine minutes into the regular season, the uh, running joke during the preseason of Justin Reed being your backup kicker actually manifested in a live NFL game and he was okay. Uh, he, he did wind up actually hitting an extra point. He did miss one as well, but it was all kind of fun in games. And then you see Harrison Bucker come back and got it out clearly in pain. We'll continue to monitor that injury here at Arrowhead pride, of course, but he was able to finish out the game, did make a field goal and, and made a couple more PATs. So hopefully Harrison Bucker is okay for the Kansas city chiefs, but it, it is not ideal to, leave Arizona so banged up on such a quick turnaround and what's going to be probably one of the bigger games of the season. And it's only week two against the chargers on Thursday.
2: Yeah. Anytime there's anything hurt on Patrick, Mahomes is a bad thing. Um, you know, he's his body needs to be in, 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 it's primo shape as possible as often as possible. You don't, I mean, obviously it's on his non-throwing hand, so it didn't really affect him too much in the way he played, but you just don't want to see anything injured on Patrick Mahomes. (laughs) Like, I mean, that's just, you know, it's kind of a given. Um, the Trey Smith injury is probably one of the more worrisome ones just because he brings that nasty streak and that identity to the chiefs offense, um, that they don't have, without him. They obviously have very talented offensive linemen and, and Nick Algoretti is a very competent backup guard to come in. And he performed admirably today, but as far as like that nasty mean streak of just wanting to pancake pile drive people into the ground, Trey Smith is the one that brings that that to the team. Um, And then Trey McDuffie's injury is, is man hamstring injuries on wide receivers and cornerbacks. You just never know how they're going to turn out and you never want to see them. Um, you, you can't help but think that if Trent McDuffie was in the game, that final touchdown to, uh, Hollywood Brown might not have happened. Like he might've been on Hollywood Brown instead of uh Jalen Jalen Watson there. And he may have stopped that touchdown. I mean, you don't know. I mean, young tight, young cornerbacks are going to take their lumps, but it's, 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 it's it, it was, it was rough sledding there, you know, as far as injuries go. Um, but yes, we did get to see, uh, you know, a little bit of Justin Reed, Justin Tucker Reed, you know, kicking the ball today, which was awesome. Um, And then we got to see even better Harrison Bucker come back out from the locker room, like Kurt Schilling with a bloody ankle, you know, and, and drill a couple drill, a field goal and some extra points. And so I was, I was happy with how um, Harrison Bucker got it out today. He showed some real toughness. And so, you know, it's it's not what you want to see. Hopefully none of the injuries are too serious and we're able to, you know, to, to get them back on the men sooner rather than later.
1: Yeah, it, it's not ideal to have so many injuries pile up in, in week one, and they stayed relatively healthy through the preseason. So for a team like the Arizona Cardinals, it was really banged up headed into this game. You were feeling really good about the Chiefs, and, and then – It kind of just as the game goes on justin watson left with the chest injury late in the football game so you don't want to see any of that and we'll continue to monitor all of that stuff at arrowhead pride but before we move off of the offense we got to get these last couple of touchdowns in because we've talked about jody Fortson. uh all he does is catch touchdowns and that's all he did today he he caught another touchdown Uh, I hope that our Kansas listeners who maybe have placed a few wagers now that sports betting is legalized in Kansas put some money uh, on the Jody Fortson anytime touchdown because that was a very big win for me today and it's something that it's just one of the cooler stories on the Chiefs to see him come back from the Achilles injury and everything that he's gone through so far in his career to you know, be in the position that he is in with the Kansas City Chiefs right now. It was just very cool. So let's check out Jody Fortson's touchdown.
3: Grab it, boom.
1: Back of the end zone
0: and coming back to get it. It's caught by Forston for the touchdown.
4: Um, this is where they're re- they're really going to surprise a lot
2: of teams. They're going to run a lot of two tight end, three tight end sets this year.
1: And the last two Patrick Mahomes touchdowns and Kramer, we can just throw those up in the background here because I definitely want to dive into the defense with Rocky McCall Hardman had a uh, late third quarter touchdown. Then Isaiah Pacheco getting a lot of run there at the end of the game and ripping off a lot of explosive runs. He looked exciting Um, there late in the fourth quarter. Once the starters were out of the game, he also found the end zone uh, late there for the Kansas city chiefs. But I want to get into the defense with you, Rocky and I was pretty impressed with them Uh, again. I I think that you have to keep in mind the injuries that they have at at pass catcher in Arizona and the guys that they did not have on the football field. But it's hard not to be impressed with this defense based on what we saw from them in the preseason and what the expectations are Uh, for the young guys, for the veterans and the way it's all going to mesh together this season. Chris Jones was absolutely dominant, especially in the first half of this football game and you know Patrick Mahomes. I, I think it was early in training camp. Like, you know, was asked like, "Who have you been the most impressed with?" And he was just like Chris Jones. Like Chris Jones has just been an absolute menace like, so far, and he looked like that today. And we've talked about it a ton. They need him to be that more consistent, game wrecking superstar caliber player that we know he can be. That. We've seen him be over the years, but sometimes kind of fades away a little bit. And sometimes you feel like you can't always rely on it the way that you need to. And I thought he was that today. Like, he was an absolute monster just early on in that football game. He was all over Kyler Murray and just absolutely destroying this Arizona Cardinals offensive line.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wrote down in my notes, uh, Chris Jones proves he's still elite. Um, he was, he was just blowing up the center of their offensive line consistently. He was getting his hands up and batting balls down. I mean, he was just, he was an explosive player, you know, from, from, from beginning to end. Um, the only thing that I would say is that it, 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 there has tends there tends to be a little bit of a track record now with Chris Jones. When he goes into sack a guy, he tackles high. Like, just get your center of gravity lower. You're already a really tall dude. You're coming in against a guy like like Kyler Murray, and you try to grab him around the shoulders, and he's going to slip out of your, your grasp, right? So you just got to get your center of gra- gravity lower. Attack his hips go after him and take him to the ground, you know, because we saw that last year against Burrow in the AFC title game. And then we saw it today against Kyler Murray, where he should have had a sack and he didn't have one. Um, but that's just nitpicking on my part. Um, other than that, I mean, Chris Jones looked amazing. George Karloftis looked amazing. Uh, Carlos Dunlap looked great in his sack, you know. I mean, it was uh, the the edge rushers for the Chiefs had a day today. Like they played – almost perfect football. They kept Kyler contained for the most part. Um, he didn't, he didn't escape out of the outside of the edges almost at all. And the, any success he had was up the middle. Um, but, you know, between Chris Jones and the edge rushers, they had, a, they they cautiously attacked him without over pursuing, and then they kept him contained and forced him, and forced Kyler Murray into making bad decisions. Which with a player like Kyler Murray, that's what you want to do. You don't want to over pursue and let him slip out of the pocket and then scramble for some yards, right? You want to, you. It's almost like, it's almost like you're corralling you know, a stray cat a little bit in the backyard, and you just got to kind of like slowly close in the circle around him. And the Chiefs did an excellent job of just putting him in a corner and making him, you know, just make bad, bad choices.
1: And outside of Chris Jones, there's a lot of reason to be excited about this chiefs defense. And one thing I told you guys, I was shocked about that spags actually agreed to start George Karloftis opposite of Frank Clark. And, you know, we knew Trent McDuffie was going to be a starter just based on the personnel that they have and the bodies they have in that group. But then Leo Chanel also getting a lot more time and he was a guy that was kind of getting, uh, you know, he was kind of playing later into the preseason than we would have liked for a guy that we thought could have an impact, but it seems like they were impressed enough with him to give him a a look early on in this football game. And I I think it means a lot that Spag's a guy who traditionally does not like playing these rookies and giving them so much time and, and putting so much weight on them early in their careers the fact that he was confident enough to to start all three of those guys for this defense, I think is absolutely huge. And George again was impressive. Uh, he just looks like he is going to be a beast for this defensive line. And he was creating pressure on Kyler Murray as well. He uh, ha- had a nice swatted pass, at the line, of scrimmage like George just looks like he's going to be an absolute monster. Carlos Dunlap also had a nice sack on Kyler Murray. That's, uh, you should feel very happy uh, about the performance of the defensive line in this one.
2: Yeah, and I mean, just you know, talking on the defense as a, as a whole, the I mean, yeah, it's sure they they were missing some pass catchers today, but I'm going to tell you this: this is the NFL, and you get zero quarter for, for 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 not being on the field when a guy like Nuke Hopkins took himself off the field. So I don't I don't I'm not giving them any leeway or any sympathy you know we ran our young guys out there and they played the guys that they had and our young guys outplayed their guys and it's as simple as that and even after mcduffie went down Jalen watson played very admirably juan thornhill my god Stephen, juan thornhill looked like superman on the football field today just throwing his body around and diving and nearly intercepting anything that came his way. He had two crucial pass breakups where he made amazingly athletic plays that we've always known that Juan Thornhill had the ability to make. He has had to, A, he was coming back from an injury, then B, he has had to trust to drive on the ball. And And, I mean, that near interception on the sideline was one of the most impressive plays we saw all day. And then I think the communication between Willie Gay and Nick Bolton um, there was multiple plays today where you would see Willie Gay go out and, and and take the primary pass option away from away from Kyler Murray. And then simultaneously Nick Bolton goes after the quarterback to kind of contain and corral him and give him no other option. And those two's communication today, it was like they were working off the same mind. I know that we've talked a lot about um Nick Bolton and Willie Gay being really good friends, but we're I mean we saw it in the preseason we're seeing it in the regular season now i mean we, these guys are a dynamic duo at linebacker and if we get and if we get leo chanel up to speed and he, we get them on their level then this Chiefs defense is going to be a force to be reckon with i mean these linebackers are just gonna are gonna ruin your day uh, you know on a consistent basis it's 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 awesome i'm excited man
1: Yeah, I agree with you on Juan Thornhill. And, you know, he's been hyping himself up and Spags, who isn't always the most complimentary of players at the podium, has even said, like, we've been really, really impressed with what Juan has done this offseason and the way that he's looked and the way he stepped up to have a bigger role in the defense. So to see him flying around the football field and making plays today, it it looked like, the Juan Thornhill that we saw as a rookie that we were like, this guy's going to be a stud and it's taken a couple of years to get back to that, but it looks like he's there. It looks like he's going to be that guy for this secondary. And really, I think the only real nitpick I think you could have with the defense is that they just didn't force a turnover, but they were there. They were making plays. Legarius Sneed also got a sack on Kyler Murray. Like, they looked explosive and they looked fast. And, and that's what we've been talking about with this defense all off season. That's what we need to see from them today. Cause Arizona is a fast team. Like they did build their team and their offense around speed. And so to see them flying around the football field and seeing the youth and the juice that these guys have is what's made me so excited for this defense. And it's the most excited I've been for the, for this chief's defense really in a long time because it's hard to be excited for the defense when you know the offense is led by Patrick Mahomes. But this defense is genuinely intriguing and exciting because of all the youth they have and all the playmaking ability and, and potential that you got to see it here in week one.
2: Yeah. I mean, a lot's gonna be made and a lot should be made about Mahomes' efficiency today and the fact that he, you know, what he opened the game with what four straight scoring drives. Um but a lot also needs to be made about the Chiefs' defense getting him the ball back. And yeah, they didn't—they didn't get a turnover today, but they forced a fumble. It's just the luck of, it was the luck of the bounce of the ball at that point. Um, there was a couple of situations where they could have had interceptions, maybe should have had interceptions. Um, I think the Chiefs come away with this, um, thinking, feeling very good about themselves. I think that there were a couple of situations where they probably could have played a little harder down the stretch where they kind of maybe sat back on their heels a little bit, knowing that they were up by 30 points. Um, but I mean, that like I'm saying I'm nitpicking at this point, we were up by 30 points, your defense and your offense gets you up by 30 points. It's a good day.
1: Yeah. And just an impressive win overall. And really you just got to be thrilled with what you saw from this chief's team in-, in week one with all the question marks that we had headed into the regular season. And then All of the ridiculous doubts being placed on Patrick Mahomes. And we've kind of just been sitting here like, don't piss him off. (laughs) Don't piss him off. You guys are going to piss him off. And he's going to go out there and he's going to win another MVP. And this was the first big step towards that. And man, Patrick Mahomes looked like he's kind of annoyed. Oh, you you forgot about what I did against Josh Allen last year. And all of a sudden, Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the NFL. And I'm not okay. Okay. I'll remind everybody what I can do. And I think that's what he did today. Uh, before we get out of here, Kramer, we did have some questions from the Arrowhead pride, Twitter feed, and you can tweet your questions at us if you'd like uh, hashtag AP rapid reaction. And we'll try to get to those here at the end of the show before we jump into these chiefs press conferences. But uh, what are some of the questions that we had up Kramer? Uh, okay. Maybe we'll get to those next week on the Arrowhead Pride <laughs> rapid reaction show. Um, but again, uh, if you guys want to tweet the tweet those at us at uh, hashtag AP Rapid Reaction, we will try to get those questions to you guys each and every week uh, here on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show. If you're listening on the podcast feed, please make sure you stick around afterwards. Immediately following us, we will have all of the Chiefs post game press conferences. Uh, Andy Reid did confirm some of the injuries, uh, especially when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. He did say that. He's going to have the wrist evaluated. They're going to have it checked out, make sure there isn't something more going on there that they couldn't tell on the sidelines. But hopefully it's nothing super serious to worry about. There is going to be some question marks in Trey Smith and Trent McDuffie with a quick turnaround uh, ahead of Thursday night. The Amazon first Amazon Prime game, Thursday night football, Chiefs Chargers. Obviously going to be a massive week two game that we will have covered for you right here at Arrowhead Pride. So make sure you're tuned in to arrowheadpride.com. Make sure you're tuned into the podcast feed. Make sure you please subscribe, rate, and review everything that we are doing here at AP. You can follow Twitter, or you can follow Rocky on Twitter, at Rocky Magania. I'm Steven server That's where you can find me. You can follow our guy Kramer, who's, who's helping us behind the scenes, at Kramer Talks. Uh, again, please make sure you stick around for the post-game press conferences. We will talk to you guys on Thursday. As always, we appreciate you guys sticking with us on the Arrowhead Pride Rapid Reaction Show immediately following the Chiefs game. We heard from Chiefs head coach Andy Reid, quarterback Patrick Mahomes, tight end Travis Kelsey, running back Clyde Edwards-Alaire, safety Justin Reid, and defensive lineman Chris Jones. We'll go in that order, starting with Andy Reid, followed by Patrick Mahomes, then Travis Kelsey, then Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and then Justin Reid, and we'll finish things up with Chris Jones. Here's Andy Reid.
5: Okay. um, As far as the injuries go, uh, Trey Smith, uh, hurt his ankle and we'll just see how he does here um, overnight. McDuffie strained his hamstring. We'll see how he, how he does. And then um, Justin Watson um, hurt his chest. So we've got to see what that is. And then Pat landed on his wrist and we we'll, we're doing all the work on that uh, coming up here. So we'll see how he does. Well, he, he did that early and, and finished Bucker, uh, his ankle. Um he hurt that. But again, he came in and kicked the field goals. Justin Reed, oh, what a job he did there. So I'm happy for our football team. The guys uh, played hard and aggressive. Um, they didn't let up, which was important. We were able to get everybody some play time, some of the young guys some play time. I thought defensively we played fast and um, had a big fourth down that really uh, you could say is, was a decider in there. I mean, it just it spiked things up a little bit and then Bucker came in with a nice long field goal. So, and then offensively, um, you know, the, the, the question there was, uh, the receivers working with Pat and, and, uh, which we you know, we all wanted to see that full speed. And, and, uh, and so you, we got a chance to see that. I thought they worked well. Pat had a, Tremendous game. Uh, what was he? Thirty for thirty-nine. Um, you know, that's a that's an incredible night. Which means that the offensive defensive line, I'm, you know, the lines on both sides also played well. So normally, when, when when the skill guys play well, those guys play well. So I make sure I compliment them. Um, Kels again had the eight catches uh, for 121 yards. But uh, listen, I mean, there's so many there's so many different things that uh, you can mention. We're two for uh, two for ten on on the defensive side for them being able to convert uh, third down. So that's a pretty good pretty good night there when the other team's shooting 20%. Right. So, Anyways, with that, time here. that, field, 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 what was your thought about that coming today? Did you feel
4: pretty good about that? I, mean, what you saw in Kings,
5: I did. I just wanted to see it full speed. You know, So I wanted to see the young guys on the defensive side and how they did uh, when things were going fast and then on the offensive side see how the receivers And you know it was good to get Jody back in there too so getting Jody in the mix along with Noah the, we had quite quite a few three tight end sets and two tight end sets so the tight got they got some good work today
0: Coach you mentioned, Coach, you mentioned Justin Reed uh, talk about the, uh,
5: the benefit of being able to have him in there and get him sliding down the speed. yeah I mean listen he, he's got a big leg I know that and those kickoffs were or something, you know that. And he had he had the one extra point, and then I believe he missed the second one. But, well, um, we just appreciate him being able to do that. And um, I, you know, I thought he did. I thought he did a heck of a job. Yeah.
3: Kurt, I know mean, you uh, weren't doing about the rookie much, but obviously they played well the first NFL game. Pacheco having a good game. Six-two rushing. Uh, defense side of the ball. will talk
5: about. Yeah, listen I just to pick one out I mean I thought they all really contributed and did a nice job I mean we've got you know George in the mix there too so I mean you got a bunch of guys that that, that had an opportunity to play um, tonight and I, I you know sky was another one that worked in there so uh, listen I thought they all they all contributed uh, which is important and did a nice job you yeah. know some big games
4: no matter
5: what side <coughs> He's
4: been really good over the years this
5: season. Shoot over the years? Oh, I, listen, I don't know. He's, to me, he's pretty good all the time. <laughs> I mean, we're lucky to have him. City of Kansas City's lucky to have him. The National Football League's lucky to have him because he's a good person and a good football player. So, um, But, no, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to answer your question other than I think he does pretty good all the time. Yeah, that. yeah, that's a good question, Nate. Yeah, that's a real good question because one of the things I was concerned about was just the substitutions, just literally the substitutions and mixing and matching all the personnel groups. And, and that could be a nightmare, that first game. But I thought the guys did that well. You know, if somebody was tired, they, they knew how to shuffle around and get themselves in the position. Um, you know, I thought it was job well done there. Yeah, I also should say something about our fans. Our fans were incredible today. I mean, they, they – they were loud, loud, loud. Started with the national anthem and kept it right down to the end. You've been
4: playing for a you were on tape last year. Do you feel like they wish you wanted
5: and you guys were anticipating? Is there another example of why Pat is so good against that type of threat? Yeah, I joke about this, but it's true. He brings everybody but the popcorn vendor, right? I mean, he's going to bring them from all over the place and you better be sharp. And I thought our offensive line, Pat, you know, Creed having to direct everybody even the right get them going in the right direction, and then Pat doing the same thing. I listen, I, I thought they did a nice job with that. He's but he's very aggressive. He's a heck of a coordinator, very aggressive. Going back to uh, the my and along
3: with Juju, especially the first half, I know Juju kind of struggled, a couple of footballs balls that, uh
5: Along with some passes. What did you say yeah, line? just play. I mean, he, he's—I think he's so excited to get back in and play that you know he had a couple hiccups there, but he also made some nice plays, so he'll be all right. We just keep keep rolling. Yeah. A couple more guys. How are things? Are you Running game. Yeah, yeah. I thought all three guys did a heck of a job. I was talking to them towards the end of the game there. and They were cheering on the young kid, you know, Pacheco. So, but the the, the other two did a real nice job, and we used all of them. You know, they, they, they handled that well. All right. All right, thank you. All right, good. Yep, safe travel.
6: Yeah, I think uh, guys were just ready to go. They are excited to get out there and show what we had. Uh, we've, we've kind of the whole offseason, everybody's asked us the questions of what this offense, what this team's going to look like. And uh, we, we've always believed that we were going to go out there and, and put on a show, and I thought guys did that. Um, and so to go out there and win a game against a really good football team and to win decisively, it's a, it's a good start. Yeah, I mean, I'm very comfortable with them. You saw the guys stepped up and made plays. Uh, tough, contested catches like Juju and Marquez made a, did a great job with that. And then, obviously, the tight ends played well and the running backs played well. Um, the only one I was missing was McColl. I uh, owe McColl two touchdowns. So, uh, that, it was, uh, I was glad I got him with the one at the end there. But, uh, I mean, he was getting open, and he's had a good camp getting open on those routes. I just have to connect on those if we want to continue to get better. Actually, but you had the, you had up mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I fell on it uh, on that first touchdown. Kind of just threw my hand back and fell on it, but uh, I just got looked at and everything looked good. So hopefully it's not something that lingers around, something that we can kind of get cleared up here uh, quickly. How's that I mean, it's sore now for sure, um, but uh, definitely we went and looked at it and. Got all the x-rays and stuff like that, everything looked good. So uh, we're we're uh, we're happy with that. And now I mean it's a short week, so you have to be ready to go. Um, but as the season goes on, you're gonna have those bruises and and, uh, and stuff like that and you have to be able to play through Because of what you
0: said, all the new guys people were sort of wondering
6: what this office was be like Week one I think is important for everybody. Um, but especially with us new guys, you wanna set a, a a tempo, you wanna set the kind of the culture of how we do things. And, uh, I mean, in training camp training camp. And we run a tough training camp, and guys grinded through that. But when it gets to the game, you kind of see who everybody is. And I think you saw those guys step up and make uh, plays whenever their number got called. Um, and, like I said, it was, it's going to come from everywhere. It's not going to be one guy. I haven't looked at the stats or anything like that, but I know a lot of different guys made plays in the game. So after, you've, had some, you've had
4: some big games no matter the time of season, but you're five for five with big games this season openings. Anything you put your finger on why you started off so well the
6: years? Yeah, I think first off, I think it's Coach Reed getting more weeks to game plan. I mean, that's always a good thing for good thing for me because he's getting guys kind of running wide open. Um, but then I think it's how we do training camp. He, we, I think Coach Reed does a great training camp. It's hard. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna. It's, it's hard for everybody. Um, but I think it prepares you to be ready week one. Um, and then you go out there and you just execute. Coach Reed has a great game plan. In you have guys flying around that are ready to go, uh, ready to play a game and not be at practice against each other. Um, and we've done a great job of just executing in in week one. Now it's carried on to week two. You mentioned having a spread attack going to
7: different guys. Because of that element, does it make it easier when a team blitz
6: you? Yeah, I think especially when you get the guys that we have, I think guys are smart. Um, They they kind of break off their routes. I mean, if you see sometimes we have guys kind of all in the same area, it's because everybody sees the blitz and is trying to get there faster. So uh, so uh, we have a lot of smart guys in this offense and know how to get themselves open quickly versus the blitz. Um and they, they're they able to recognize his co- uh, coverages. So uh whenever you have smart guys that are athletic as well, it makes it hard for the defense to kind of account for. I know it's
3: uh, I know it's just, you know, the second game of the season, but the, uh, you know, Los Angeles Chargers, they've beaten the Chiefs the last two mm-hmm. years uh, at home. How important is this game? Obviously, because, you know, this will be the second division game in a row, but how, <coughs> how important will
6: it be for you all to make sure that you come out on top of this Thursday? Yeah, I mean, we'll be ready to go. I mean, it's going to be the home opener at Arrowhead, so it's always important to win that one. Um, against the Chargers, who are going to be someone that's going to be in the playoff picture and someone that's going to be battling for the AFC West uh, Championship. So last year we let them come in, I think week two, and beat us at home. Um, so we have to learn from that and find a way to to, to claw out a win and, and beat a really good football team. And obviously
3: you're consumed with the job at hand when you're out there and concentrating and getting ready to go back out forward.
6: Yeah, they set the tempo. I think that's the biggest thing. Whenever you kind of go out there in that first drive and score and then they get a quick stop and then you score again, um, it puts a lot of pressure on the other team. Uh, When you're up 14-0, and I know they went down and scored that second drive, but we were able to get some more points on the board and the defense kind of get those stops. And when you play good complementary football, the defense is I can't account for what we're going to do. They don't know if we're going to run or pass because our defense is playing well. Um and uh, I thought we did a great job. Of everything. We, I mean, all three phases. Even my boy Jay Reed got an extra point kicked in. So I mean, yeah. we, we had all three. All three phases played well. Sam. Yeah, Coach Bynum emphasized that all training camp, and and that's kind of where we kind of got stuck last year at the beginning of the season was those turnovers whenever we were driving, and that's what kind of what happened there. But guys kept their head up. Uh, everybody went straight to Juju. I mean, he had, he had a big game. Um, and someone's gonna be an important player for us. Um, and he, the way he plays, he's gonna be tough. He's gonna go be going for those extra yards. He's gonna run through there. Just keep the two hands on it and keep breaking those arm tackles when they're swinging arms in there. And uh, I think uh, that'll end up being more positive for us of him running through tackles than, than fumbles. Right so you count the four and maybe have a little friendly out there do you still feel like you have something to prove yeah i mean i always feel like i have something to prove i mean i'm, I'm just this guy from texas tech man that they said they couldn't play in the nfl so uh, i always had that mindset of going out there and, and proving that uh that we're the kansas city chiefs and that we still have a, a chance to go out there and win the afc championship and then win the afc west and, and win the super bowl i believe nine
0: different
6: Oh, 100%. I mean, with the amount of tight ends, running backs, uh, and receivers that we have, it's going to be everything. I mean, it's going to be a lot of guys catching passes. It's going to be running the football. It's going to be throwing the football. It's going to be short game. It's going to be the deep passes. And so uh, I think that makes us a hard offense to stop. Um, And then when the defense plays like they played today, we're going to win a lot of football games.
8: Class three. Patrick, uh, class said he gets a little smile in his helmet when you
1: guys break the huddle and the
8: defense gets a little sense you guys are prepared for -hmm.
1: the time.
6: The coaches, the coaches do a great job, man. They do a great job of scouting, getting the scouting report in, kind of showing us the looks, um, and then uh, getting us uh, like ready to go. I mean, you, we know when the blitzes are coming. We know where the hots are. We know on certain plays who we're thinking we're throwing to. And it's always good when you're a quarterback, and you know who you're going to throw to before the play even starts because you have that game plan in. So uh, that's like, that's all the coaches. I mean, obviously Coach Reed and Coach bien enemy and all of them. But, I mean, from Coach Girardi, uh, Connor, uh, Danny, all, all the coaches that are in that room, uh, Joe Blamire, they do a great job of kind of putting us in the position to go out there and succeed.
9: you got everybody together in April. It's a long process to get to this
7: particular day, but how gratifying and satisfying is it for you that the words you mentioned to all these new skill guys kind of came to fruition?
6: Yeah, I mean, you want to go out there, kind of like I was saying earlier, and, and show the culture of how we play. And that all that hard work and all that stuff that we put in in and OTAs and, and Texas and then in training camp in St. Joe's, that is, it was going to pay off. And until you go out there and do that, uh, I mean, guys are just kind of blindly believing. And I think now they see it. They're like, hey, like we go out there and we practice like this. Uh, we, we prepare like this. We can go out there and win a lot of football games. And I think that's going to help us get better as the season goes on.
1: Patrick, you mentioned that all three phases played well today. In, in the world of complete games, how complete was this game for
6: yeah, I mean, it was it was it was a very good game. I mean, it was something that we're gonna obviously try to learn and get better from. Um, but we have a brand, kind of a brand new football team. We have some guys that've been here for a while, but we have a lot of young guys that are stepping up and making plays. Um, and to see them play like they did today against a good football team, it's exciting because I know we're just gonna get better as the season goes on.
10: Just the hard work, man. Everybody putting their you know putting their chin down and just going to work every single day. You know, wanting to be great. Ever since what was it? We started up in April or, or May, somewhere around there. Um, got a lot of, I know on the offensive side, had a lot of offensive guys down in Dallas working with Pat uh, before we even started up in minicamp. When I saw that going down, I knew uh, I knew guys were going to work their tails off uh, and then we were going to be just fine. Sure. So it, it's just, you know, taking it day by day, game by game from this point on. Sorry. You're um, all good. A lot
4: of people on the outside at least were kind of wondering what this might look like in the passing game without Tyree. Were you wondering at
10: all? Um. I would say when, the, when everything initially went down, yeah, there was a question, but it's like I just mentioned, once I saw how hard guys were working, uh, their attention to details, um, how Pat keeps progressing as a, as a quarterback. I mean, it's just um, right now we're in, a good, uh, we're in a good kind of routine that uh, we just keep getting better, and, and you can feel that from the day we started, like I said, back in May to now. Man, it, uh, a guy that just puts his heart on the line every single day, every single game. Uh, he was out there. I don't want to say he was limping around, but he was—you know—he was, he was working uh, from the first quarter to the fourth, um, playing all phases. You know, special teams, offense, and, uh, and and getting moved around. Asked asked to do a lot for a young player, and um, and he just keeps rising to the occasion. I have Grit, um, the ability to to be an inline blocker, to be a guy athletic enough to get on the on the perimeter. Um, you'll, you saw him today make make a couple of plays for Pat when he was scrambling. Um, he's just an all around tight end man. He's uh, he's selfless. Trav, you talked
8: about the the, the new guys on the offensive side of the ball. It seems like you guys are you know back to having fun,
10: like you've been playing together for a while. Come on now, baby. It, that, that never stops. You know what I mean? That never stops. That comes with uh, being under Coach Reed uh, and him letting us, uh, I guess, letting our personality show. He says it all the time, right? And um, that's that's the best part of playing for him. You know that you're going to have a good time doing it. Um, he's going to hold you accountable for, you know, when you, when you when you have to go to work and when we need it the most. Um, and and there's, there's a lot of tension to detail with that. But at the same time, man, you just go out there and you fly around and have a good time, man. You saw it today.
9: Last three were we'll Rob, Adam, and Nate. Travis Patrick earlier
3: told us that it always feels like he has something to prove.
10: you feel that way Every single day. It doesn't matter, you know, whether it was my first day on the job or, you know, a day like today. I feel like I always have something to prove. I feel like I always have to um, take my game to the next level. It's just the mentality I've always had to just keep getting better at my craft, man. Travis, you talked a minute ago about Pat
4: uh, progressing year to year. Are there things you're seeing from him now that maybe you haven't seen from him?
10: Before? Um. No, it's just more consistent. It's just more consistent, and not to say that you know he was any less of a quarterback than he is today. But everybody's always trying to work to get better, and if you're not doing that in your profession, you know you might need to take a look in the mirror. You know that's uh, it's just the the hard work mentality that he has, and that he's always trying to make not only this team better, uh, but but keep taking steps uh, personally. Last
7: run,
2: man.
10: seeing them see you guys perform the way you did together? All smiles, man. Everybody was out there flying around. I think Juju might have been the only one that at one point didn't have a smile on his face because of the fumble, but then immediately made a play for us, and we're right back in action. Um, and stuff like that's going to happen throughout the year. Everybody throughout this game and through life is going to have the ups and downs, man. It's how you handle it, and you handle it like a, like a champ, like a, like a pro. And um, the biggest thing was making sure those smiles didn't get too crazy. We got a, we got a game on Thursday that we know is going to be one of the toughest opponents that we play all year and that uh, we're, we're, we're going to have to gear up and get fired up for, uh, for a short week. man. All right,
9: thank you
10: thank you, guys,
7: thank you guys man. Um, I'm, I feel pretty good. It was something that, something that we wanted to do um, as far as just come out and show what we can just pass the ball around. Uh, it wasn't like, Oh, we're going to go out here and, and, Pinpoint one thing and try to get that done. We know who we have at quarterback. We know all the weapons that we have um, as far as receivers and uh, and in the running back room. And you know, as some of the analysts say, guys before, you know, we have a the the best one of the best O lines to you know to be on the NFL field. So uh, honestly, just taking advantage of everything that was displayed, and you know, it was it was something that the entire offense felt good about, and something that we have to continue to keep rolling on. you know, as far as everything that that was presented, it was we felt like we have seen it before. Um, being in camp, Coach Reed pushing everybody's buttons and really trying to figure out, you know, uh, how can I try to break this team? And you know, that was that was something that we all knew that he wanted to do. But getting over that hump throughout camp was one of the things, uh, you know, Coach Reed wanted to see, and that was a test to him. So being able to come out week one and, and showcase what we did was was one of those things. It's 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 week one, man. You never really know uh what, what anybody's going on around. You can you can watch things uh from the year before, you can watch, you know, two, three years back as far as if you just want to look at specific defensive coordinators and, and try to break down film that way. But you know, the 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 things that we wanted to do was find the tendencies that they liked doing last year that they had success on. Uh, find those things, manipulate it, and then take advantage of it. Um, you know, you can, you can say some things new. You can say some things that just, you know, wrinkles that we always had. We just knew how to add them. It's just one of those things that, uh, you know, Coach Reed, the wizard. Um, the thing about our offense is, is you can say that we're trying to do one thing, but being able to have a quarterback and certain checks, um, you know, that that we know that we can come out of and, and do different things. I mean, I wouldn't say we, we were trying to do one thing. We can do whatever we feel like we can based upon the look that we see. Um, and that's, that's the thing, being able to have everybody on the same page, uh, going through camp, really having those different, uh, scenarios where we were able to see those different things, and nothing shocked us, which was you know something that that's always preached. Um, but you know we preach it. Well, Coach Reed preaches it. The only thing we could do is listen and execute. You come out, you get the check. You know you're not
0: surprised. Just walk us through that feeling
10: before the ball
7: is. Now. All you could do is smile in a smiley helmet, um, and and really try not to give it away um, because. It's it's funny that you say that I was I was on the phone with my with one of my boys last night and I'm like man when you see things slow down and you really understand you know what's going on and you know what the O line is thinking you know the you know, you know the call Crease gonna make you know what Pat wants to do you know what TK wants to do once you can figure those things out and those things slow down um, I mean it's it's a it's a never ending cycle of scoring that we feel and you know. We feel like we can go out and no matter the situation, no matter the front, the, the the defense that we're seeing, we can find a way to figure it out. And if it all breaks down, then we know we have the playmakers to, you know, find something and, and get out of the situation that we're in. that what you saying? Everybody on the same
5: page or was that
7: you guys a little bit? Um, I said a little bit of both. Um, uh, like I said, man, it's it's We go ones on ones, which is good on good, and you know I see Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and you know Nick Bolton and Willie Gay uh, all all camp. So we 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 know the speed. We see it. We see it all. Uh, But not only just seeing the speed, those guys are smart. So they're not only checking out of things that they see. You know they're checking in things that we feel like you know that they can beat us on. So it's it's all a game of chess. which is which is the cool part being able to to manipulate the next person and let's see how smart you can be and then we go out there and execute that's the best feeling oh, who wouldn't have something to prove after you know going out the way we did um but not only that it's 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 going out the way we did but it wasn't all the same guys that 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 went out with us, um, you know, the way we did. So being able to really have them feel that. But then, you know, not even camp, like before OTAs when, when when Pat got everybody, you know, to Texas and we was that's that's when we really felt it, you know. You guys, I mean, we was like two months after the season ended and we were already rolling. Um, and that's just that's just a test to, you know, not only 15, but the, the the group of guys, the, the group of guys that you know Beach was able to kinda get together and not only that, the offense, everybody just knew what we wanted and what we wanted to do and what we wanted to get accomplished once week one came and not only week one, can we do that week one and through week seventeen and then on, so on. So that's about it. All right. You. Appreciate
8: y'all. You. All right, I know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we might need to talk about putting some incentives in there at this point. <laughs> no, nah, but I really had a ton of fun out there. It really threw me back to, like, my high school days, just getting out there and go have fun.
3: You they, mentioned during you know, the preseason you it? that was a, you were checking
8: the
4: box. Hmm. <laughs> in preseason, you had a, a game, I mean you had that PAT, it didn't
8: count. It did count, but it didn't count. Now, mm-hmm. count. Yeah, this is on the record books. Did,
9: did
8: you keep the ball? <laughs> huh? Did you, were you able to get your hands on the ball? Uh, I didn't keep the ball. I wasn't worried about that. You know what I mean? I know I got the film. At this point, I always wanted to put it on tape just to be able to let people know, no, I really do. I really can't kick. Um, well, it's up there now, and I'm sure everyone's seen it, so it's going to be it's gonna be up there forever.
3: Everybody knew, I guess, uh, in, uh, during the preseason that you were in well, You knew ahead of time you were going to get a kick during the preseason. Did they give you any type of heads up, or did you see what happened with Bucker, that, that they gave you heads up like, hey, in case we score or whatever, we're going to need you to kick?
8: No, nah, I just got thrown straight into the finder. to be honest with you. Um, they let me know Bucker hurt his ankle and that I was up, and – you know, it's like, okay, let's ride. You know, I knew I was ready for it. I always got never short of confidence. Um, so I had a lot of fun with it. And a,
3: a, a lot of people don't know the strip. I mean, you kicked the ball, I believe, out of the end of the two the uprights. I mean, did you know that you had that type
8: of power? Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that. Yeah. <laughs> Would you have made
8: the
3: 54 yard
8: again in the first half if that was you? Shoot, man. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, as impressive as, you know, everyone likes to say that, you know, safety kicking is, how about Harrison taking one step? and kicking a 50-plus-yard field goal. That was unbelievable. You know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? I know a little bit about kicking. That was absolutely unbelievable for him to be able to step up through that, grind through the pain, take one step, and, you know, drive it home. Really, really impressive. I take that
4: as a No. You wouldn't have made
8: it? No, I would have made it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I would have made it, too. But but honestly, they made the right decision sending Buckler out there. A
4: couple of defensive questions. you agree yeah. with what you guys accomplished?
8: Absolutely. I think that we had a great game plan put in place, put together by Coach Spaggs um, to really corral, number one. Don't let them get any balls behind us. Don't let them run around the field all day. Defensive line really did a great job keeping them contained. Um, secondary made sure that the big ball was taken away and we just execute it. So, there's always room to get better. There's a couple plays out there where there's some mistakes that we're going to have to iron out and look you know, look to ourselves, hold ourselves accountable, and continue to get better and not just be comfortable with what we've done, um, but just be ready to move forward and continue to excel because we got another one coming at us very quickly. Do you
4: feel like Spags pulled back a little bit or at all on what he wanted to do in this game because of all the new players? Or did you feel like
8: no, I mean, did yeah, we had the playbook open and, you know, um, the game started off so quickly with the offense doing so well and us getting up on the lead early that it kind of allowed us to um, go into a different train of thought than what we had available. But we had the whole playbook available. I mean, we're not going to slow down for anything, and the expectations are high. We're going to stand up to those. What do
7: you see from, from Juan today? You, you talk so
8: much in the offseason about you guys being interchangeable, but he's part of that equation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if we did our job, I wish you would have caught one of them. You had two chances, you know, I mean um, – but I think that he did a great job on you know, finding the ball on that deep one where they had to sit route in the post um, and also just coming up on the sideline and just playing fast, man, not thinking about it, just going. Um, so he has that ability. I'm going to hold him to it. It's like next time you got to catch one of those at least. Um, but the way that the defense is really coming together now is really fun to watch, and it's, uh, we're going to build upon it going forward.
0: one, Your first game, regular season game.
8: Yeah, the ultimate competitor, man. I mean, even on the practice days, it doesn't matter what it is. Um, the guy's gonna play to win. He's very special, man. The arm talent, the the mindset, the mentality, the way he's able to just manage the game and then know when to make a splash play and make all the throws. Um, I call it Mahomes magic, man. You just never know what's gonna happen. He's gonna, he's gonna get it done. So it's very fun too as a defender, to know that you have a quarterback like that leading your offense. All right, thank you. Awesome. Thanks, Appreciate you guys. <laughs> Chris,
3: one of the uh, tendencies with the defense the last few years has been
9: a little bit of a slow start, but that obviously wasn't the case today. But what did, what did you feel like you guys established early and how important is it to set that tone? We played okay. I still, we missed a lot of opportunities, but overall I think we got better as a group. Um, still got to build chemistry along the defense, a lot of new faces, so it's going to be challenging along the season. Uh, but overall today I grade us a C+. So did you
5: uh, just one quick thing. Did uh, look like you were pretty upset when they scored late.
3: Like, was that? Did you feel like you guys got a little
9: just looser as the game ended? Was that what, what was bugging you or? No, no, no. I just, I think, I think like Spags. You know, um, I think we was winning like forty-four to seven. Then, if we can go in with that score, keep it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, you know, I'm a competitor. So when they score, I, I kind of get a little antsy, agitated. All the above, you know. How about the uh, pass rush part
4: of it? How do you feel about how you guys did on
9: that part? Okay, uh, we missed a lot of opportunities. I think we missed like three sacks, but we also got three sacks uh, amongst the defensive line. So um, from that, you know, he's a shifty guy, hard to bring down. He ducked under me on one of them, Um, threw the ball on George on the other one. I ran Frank Clark. No pun intended. <laughs> but um, we, we got to him. We affected him in multiple ways. Uh, Carlos said number 97. That's good for him. So, you know, now it's about the Chargers.
4: Just kind of to the naked eye, it looked like you guys were quicker maybe than,
5: than you been. I'm not sure of that, but it looked like that. And the tackling generally looked, I, I thought, actually pretty pretty sure. Did you, did you feel like that, too, or did that still give him a C plus?
9: We still get C+. Plus. Um, we put an emphasis on tackling. Uh, we usually start the year off um, with 12 to 16 missed tackles first game. You know, everybody's getting accustomed. But I think this year during training camp, uh, emphasizing that and making sure that uh, guys rally to the ball, most importantly, making sure we get out of stacks as a defensive line. Our linebackers are flying around. And once we all commit to that, you know, the missed tackles goes down. And it becomes a game tackle. So, you know, with that, we got to be consistent with it and uh, hone in on that. Speaking of the linebackers, obviously Nick Bolton, in the role
6: of the green guy, how do you think he did this, this for the
1: season over and getting you guys lined up and
9: relaying the call? I, did pre- I think he did pretty good. Uh, you know, we asked Nick to take a larger role this year with Anthony Hitchens gone. He is our play caller, and uh, he's been tremendous since training camp, you know, lining us up, you know in the midst of all the bullets that's flying around and a hurry up a, a few situations. He actually called the play for us. The uh, headphones went out. So, I think Nick did a really, really good job today. Very proud of him.
6: Did I read the a
9: T-plus? Uh, I said overall is a defense. We okay. gave up 14 points, so <laughs> there's always room for improvement.
0: Last one. Chris, sir, if you already answered this, if you did, I'll catch
9: up later. But um, you seem pretty upset after the last question. i you're trying to sort of set a tone. For- yeah, we got to set that tone, man. Um, this is no defense, and uh, – It's about setting the standard. We hate for, you know, those are garbage scores because the game is out of reach. And, you know, that's the time where the D-line can kind of finally eat. You know, you don't run any blitzes. You don't run any schemes. You drop the playbook. We rushing for, put the back in like cover three quarter halves and just let us eat. And um, I put it on the defensive line. We got to get there. We got to affect the quarterback. You make him, he hold it over four to five seconds, then you put it back in a bad situation. So, as a competitor, you start thinking that, and you get upset with Eli. That's it. Y'all yeah, guys, take care. Thank you. Thank you.